0: Let's talk sports with Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune-Herald on ESPN Central Texas. 20 minutes after five. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We welcome into the program Bryce Cherry from the Waco Trib. Good afternoon, Bryce. How are you? Doing well. How about you guys? Not bad. Super Bowl Sunday just around the corner, Bryce. So, is is this a big deal in the in the Bryce Cherry household?
1: sure yeah i mean it's the super bowl i i uh you know i don't think i've i can ever remember a time i i didn't watch it um or a few years there where i was on the lady bear beat where um the lady bears sometimes had a game that went right up to game you know super bowl game time or something and so i remember you know having to having to work and finish a story but yeah i yeah you know uh, I'm not big on Super Bowl parties normally. Where, that's where I was um, going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, just because of the fact that um, you get a lot of uh, you a lot of people there that are not really that don't, don't really care about the game. They're just kind of there to watch the commercials. I mean, I appreciate the food, uh, <laughs> but but you know, the the party itself. Uh, I've been to, you know, I've been to a few good ones, but, but more often than not, they're,
0: they're not. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. But so you, will you, will you hang out at the house? I mean, will there be a spread of food that uh, will you go out and barbecue some pork chops? Or I mean, what, how will you do the? How will you do the game tomorrow or Sunday?
1: question uh i gotta talk to the family about that i mean we uh we've done chicken wings a lot of times you know Uh, my wife actually hails from buffalo new york originally so um yeah we're pretty pretty legit on those buffalo wings so uh (laughs) you know so that, that, uh, that may be a request that I make that we have some, some Buffalo wings. Okay. If you want,
0: if you want real Buffalo wings, show up at the cherry house about five thirty on Sunday.
1: Right. <laughs> that's right. She, she has a certain standard on those things, you know, so, oh, uh, I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> that is, that's good stuff. Uh, so now let's, let's, uh, let's get to some, some serious notes here and, Man, uh, we'll talk some high school basketball in just a couple of minutes, but a very unfortunate situation, obviously, for for the Baylor basketball team. And and we were talking about it today. I think the only thing that can stop this basketball team may be the pandemic.
1: Yeah, actually, I said that uh, on our daily news meeting today to some of our other editors, I said, uh, you know, nobody else has beaten them, but I guess the pandemic has. I mean, um, you know. It stinks, um, and it's it's what we're all dealing with—not just Baylor, but you know, America and the world. Um, and so, uh, you know, you just hope that, that everybody stays healthy and and kind of can get through it. But but certainly, you know, it's it's a bummer anytime these games get you know postponed slash canceled in some cases in the past, but. Um, obviously they'll try to get these ones in
2: uh, how do you think that you expect them to do like a maybe a th- three games a week down the future or how do you see them you know getting those in
1: yeah that's a good that's a great point i mean uh, you know it, it'll be tough because you know you're running out of out of daylight so to speak um you know yeah i think i think they'll try to, to you know get three in a in a weekend you know uh you know two and three days that kind of thing i mean um, it's tough, but you know, the NBA does that with, uh, obviously they're not also going to college, but, um, you know, they'll, they'll, do that where they'll play, you know, three and four days sometimes. So, uh, we could see, you know, a busier Baylor basketball schedule down the stretch.
2: And, I mean, just looking at the big 12 in general, there's so many teams who have had, you know, issues with this and not only the big 12, but across the country. But do you think that, that I mean, when you look at the, having to play, the Big 12 Conference Tournament, is that a necessity this season?
1: It's certainly not a necessity for either Baylor team, I don't think. I mean, uh, yeah, I think it's a great point you make, Garrett. I mean, uh, this year it seems that the conference tournaments are sort of superfluous just because of the fact that, you know, you don't want a bunch of teams in one place. Uh, you know talk about super spreaders i mean obviously we saw other you know uh, on a much different level but we saw high school basketball do away with tournaments this year same thing it was you know in volleyball season they didn't have tournaments cuz they didn't want multiple teams coming to one place and so um you know if you if you have the conference tournaments in Kansas City you know you've got you know 10 teams on each side that are that are all coming Uh, to one location, and that just seems like a recipe for disaster. It
0: it feels like, though, that the league really is pushing to play these tournaments. You know, obviously they didn't play last year, and they're pushing to play these tournaments this year. And now whether we do or whether we don't, we'll find out as as we get there. But uh, the only thing I can think of is there's some financial opportunities with with this tournament that, uh, in, in all conference tournaments for that matter, that they feel like they just need to do.
1: Yeah, and they are fun. I mean, uh, having covered those conference tournaments before, it's I mean, if you are a a basketball fan, and Kansas City has always rolled out the red carpet for for the Big 12 basketball tournament. You know, they were the the Big 8, uh, you know, home of the Big 8 tournament for many, many, many years. And, you know, when the Big 12 formed, it moved around a little bit and I liked when it was in Oklahoma city. I mean, that was cool because, um, the, the two tournaments meaning men and women were, were within walking distance of each other. I mean, those, the, the convention center and, uh, you know, uh, whatever the thunder plays in now, I don't remember all these brand names for these arenas, but, uh, but yeah, those, two that was that was neat in that the fact that you could just walk out the building and walk over to the other building and and go watch them but i don't think anybody rolls out the red carpet for the basketball tournament like kansas city does they just they really embrace it and, I, and that so that's cool and, and you know i'm sure it's a big deal for their local economy but who knows if it's quite as big a deal in 2021 you know when when people aren't traveling as much.
2: Bryce, the last time we talked, we had you had mentioned about Cameron still being open, Marlin still be open. And Marlin found their coach and uh coach Torres. What are your thoughts on that hire?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's different in the fact that we don't really see that a lot around here where somebody comes from, from that far out. I mean you know, we are still talking about Texas, <laughs> even though it feels like El Paso is, you know, in another country, but uh, but, yeah, I mean, he has a good track record of success. And so, um, you know, kudos to Marlin for kind of maybe um, thinking outside the box a little bit, you know, thinking outside of, um, you know, a, a 200-mile region mm-hmm. around, around Central Texas. Because that's typically what you see is is coaches coming from, you know, uh, maybe the Dallas area or, you know, just outside of Central Texas somewhere. But, but uh, certainly, you know, Coach Torres, like I said, has a successful track record. It'll be interesting to see what he does there in Marlin. Talk a little bit about
0: uh, District 18-4A real quick, Bryce, on the boys' side. Uh, Conley gets the win over Vegan. Now that league's kind of bunched up there with Conley, LaVegan, China Spring.
1: Mhm-, yeah, absolutely. uh, it should be fun that you know that should be a great uh finishing stretch there over this next week. I was talking with Coach Cartwright at La Vega this week um after Conley you know had beaten them and uh and he you know he talked about uh Conley came out in a triangle and two defense, and it was effective. It was one of those nights where um you know La Vega didn't shoot the ball that well. And, you know, that's that's why you use that kind of defense. Hope that, you know, they don't outshoot you. And, um, you know, Coach Schnell over at Conley is a, is a, you know, very successful coach, been there a long time. And, um, you know, he's going to always pull out a few tricks. And uh, so that should be just, like I said, a fabulous finish there. And I've said it kind of all season long, but it would not surprise me if any one of those teams at the top of that district make the regional tournament. I mean, I've, I've seen them all play, and, you know, of course, China Spring was there last year, and they've got, you know, arguably the best player in the area, and Eli Stevens, and a guy that can get his own shot whenever he wants and create shots for others. And then, you know, LaVega's loaded, and they've kind of got a, a, a veteran team, which, you know, th- those tend to do well in the playoffs. And then uh, Conley is is a mix. I mean, they've got some young guys, but they've also got some old guys like uh, Tavion Gaither and Tyler Webb. And, you know, and then, like I said, they've a lot of their guys, I mean, their leading scorer in that La Vega game the other night was Kobe Black, and he's a freshman. So, you know, the future is bright for Conley.
0: And speaking of La Vega, you were you were talking about uh, uh, the the, the boy side, but the article you had today on the on the uh, on the La Vega yeah, women and, and their head coach and in the opportunity to coach his daughter and his son is on the team. That's a cool story.
1: Yeah, very cool. I mean, uh, you know, obviously Coach Willis. It's his first year there, coaching the La Vega girls team. He had you know a lot of success as an AAU basketball coach and you don't often see that transition either where uh coaches come out of the aau circuit and and join the high school ranks but he wanted to do that and and put in his time and got it you know got certified and, and so now he's doing a good job with the la vega girls team coaching his daughter uh her name is Markaya; they call her mimi um, it's kind of like a Juicy Landrum situation where sh- she really doesn't know anything else, but you know, uh, Juicy's real name was Calvion, but nobody ever called her Calveon. Uh everybody just called her Juicy. Same thing for uh Mimi over there at uh, La Vega, and she's doing a good job as a freshman guard. And then uh, Coach Willis's son Marcus Willis Jr., is uh, a senior, uh, you know combo guard on the on the La Vega boys basketball team averaging seventeen points a game and doing a great job there. So uh it was fun to talk to them and they, they had a great time just kind of uh you know goofing on each other a little bit, you know, they have some, some fun with their, you know, pickup games and, and shootouts that they have at home and talking a little bit of trash, you know. <laughs> so but, you know, they really love each other and it's been hard this year just because uh, I mentioned this in the story, you know, they haven't had boys and girls district games at the same location. So uh, so Mimi and, and Marcus Sr. haven't really gotten to see Marcus Jr. play a whole lot other than when they go home, they, they have these little film sessions, you know, at home where they kind of break it all down and, and watch each other's games. And so that's cool.
2: Bryce, before we let you go, uh, what's your Super Bowl prediction?
1: I'm going Chiefs. Um, you know, I had a column earlier this week where I, I, uh, you know, praised, you know, Tom Brady kind of, and talked about, uh, you know, the, the partnership that he and Belichick had that I didn't feel like this was a knock on Belichick His him, you know, Brady getting there without him, you know, obviously what they did there in New England will stand up, you know, the stand the test of time, but. Uh, after all that, at the end of the column, I said, yeah, I'm still taking the Chiefs." (laughs) you know, (laughs) they're, they're they're loaded. And and I, I, I think, uh, you know, I think they take it and I don't, I'm not even sure it'll be as close as it was in that game back in November. Now the uh, the X factor there, of course, is doesn't Kansas city have some injuries on the offensive line and that, that could, that could play a factor. So We'll see, but I, I
0: like the Chiefs. Bryce, as always, it's a pleasure. Thanks for the time. Have a great weekend, and, and we'll see you about 5.30 on Sunday for those wings. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'll see you later. That's Bryce Cherry of the Waco trip.